Welcome back to another episode. My guest today is Ken Papania. Ken is running for alderman in Ward 4. Ken has been a resident of Ocean Springs for more than 40 years. He's also an Army veteran. We shared some more stories before the show. It was a good time. It was fun to know we both had experience in the special operations community. Ken is a wonderfully happy person who is fun to talk to and to interact with. He's very intelligent. He's got a lot of great perspectives. He, he, he possesses a great perspective of Ocean Springs because he's lived here for so long, 40 years. I look forward to hearing more from Ken. I won't talk your ear off too much today. I, I do want to get to this episode, but just know Ken is an amazing guy with an amazing life and a service to our city is an amazing gift. Everyone, I know you'll enjoy this conversation. Please welcome Ken Papania. I'm ready. Let's okay. do it. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Shop and Chivalry Podcast. I'm here today with my guest, Ken Papania. Correct? Pa- I got yes. that right? Papania. Papania. Okay, oh, perfect. Papania. That's close. That's good enough. <laughs> is that Italian? Yes, it is. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Which which uh, generation are you? I am second. Second uh, generation. Okay. My, my great-grandfather came from Sicily. Excellent. And, and I spent some time in Sicily. Yeah, great place. Yeah. Great place. Yeah. Very well, nice. Very beautiful Blue water, uh-huh. and everybody there has a little garden and sure, a lot of trees sure. and vegetables and stuff. But anyway, great place. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I think aside from the Gulf Coast, I would say that being around the Mediterranean is, pro- is probably my favorite place to be. It is. It yeah, is. yeah. They're not they're not being exposed to this twenty degree weather right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. No, no they're not. That's yeah. that's that's very true. So you're running for alderman, right? Yes, I am running for Alderman Ward 4. Okay. I am the present Alderman. I've served approximately, it will be four years this June. Okay. But uh, yes, I am the Alderman Ward 4. So this will be your second term? Yes. So tell us, some, well, first, tell us about yourself. Okay. Uh, well, uh, in very general terms, I'm retired. I served in the Army on active duty as well as the Army Reserve, served okay. 32 years total. Uh, after... Uh, Active duty, I went to work for Singing River Electric. Well, let me back up. I worked uh, also for Entergy out of Jackson, Mississippi, a large uh, large electric utility. Then I went to work for Mississippi Power, mm-hmm. and I worked for them for a period of time. And then I settled in and worked for Singing River Electric out of Loosedale, Goche. I worked for them for 27 years, and I retired from them. So I basically retired from the military and retired from civilian life. I was manager of business development. Uh, mm-hmm. It was my last job with Singing River Electric, working with local businesses and industry, sure. and helping them with anything they needed, including expansions and things of that nature. So why won't you accept just being retired, Ken? <laughs> well, how Brian, many times do we have to go through retirement? Uh, uh, Brian, you sound like my wife. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, we had this hard discussion before I decided to run again, whether uh-huh. I should run again or not. And uh, she said, you know, you, you need to retire. But I just feel like uh, in the business that we're in, you get elected and you've got a four-year term. It takes about two years to get your feet on the ground and mm-hmm. understand the lay of the land and how to do things. Then you start projects, okay? And these projects in, in the government line of work, these projects take a long time, sometimes long time. years. And I've, yeah. got, I've got two projects in particular that I want to – I just want to make sure they're done. And the okay. only way is for – I don't want them dropped or put aside. Yeah. And so the, uh, my main mission is to get these two projects completed along with the day-to-day activities of that we do as aldermen mm-hmm. 
uh, as you said, I am retired, and so this is a uh, this is a twenty four day twenty four seven job, mm-hmm. and I I get phone calls Saturdays and Sundays and text messages and all of that. And if if you'll allow me, I just thought about it. I better turn this off. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. No problem. Because it will be ringing. <laughs> but uh, but now it, it's uh, it's an interesting job, and uh, the bottom line, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy working with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I Ninety-nine percent of the folks in Ocean Springs or anywhere are just great, good people, and I like helping them finding solutions and answers to their questions. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, being being retired multiple times would uh, indicate to me that you have a knack for seeing things through. Well, you know, so I I would say that that's kind of ingrained in you. So so it's also not surprising that that you're not quick to, you know. Give your time up, uh, or rather, get your time back from from being an alderman. You you, you definitely want to see it through. Yes, that's that is correct. And li- like I said, that I, I feel like there are some projects that need to be completed uh, in Ward Four and in the city. And I would like to uh, kind of be the spark plug to continue forward with these projects. Wonderful. Well, tell us about your ward. Okay, Ward Ward Four is basically the center part of Ocean Springs, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's a, a small description of where Ward 4 is located. I would say uh, you can describe Ward 4 as the area from uh, probably Rouse's uh, in Ocean Springs, the Rouse's supermarket, mm-hmm. to Broom's Grocery, and from there south. I'll, I'll, that's a very broad brush. <clears throat> okay. Ward 4, Ward 4 is uh, occupied by a lot of young families. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Uh, Ward 4 is occupied by a lot of young families who have moved to Ocean Springs. It's occupied by a lot of uh, working people, solid <clears throat> solid working class people, mm-hmm. and a percentage of retired people. And it's, it's, uh, it is not occupied by any of the large entertainment centers that are entertainment centers that we have in Ocean Springs or businesses or anything of that nature. It's, mm-hmm. it's more of a residential area. And that's the task that I t- have taken on is to make sure that area is uh, th- that area is safe. Mm-hmm. Our streets are paved and clean. Garbage is picked up. Uh, that uh, drainage drainage is a major issue in the ward I am in, simply because we're on the bottom end of the coastline, if you will, and everything obviously goes south. And so drainage is a major issue, which I address at some issue at least once a week on drainage. Is is East Beach in your ward? Yes. East, okay. Yes. I yes, and maybe I wasn't as descriptive as I should be, but it, it flows always south to East Beach. Okay. Wonderful. Well, what are some improvements you want to make within your ward? The two, uh, the two major. There's a lot of improvements. We always need to improve and go forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two major improvements is I spent a lot of time working with our supervisors, which are great supervisors, and developed a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And was able to obtain some money through them. To there, there's a major drainage that goes through the heart of Ward Four. Nobody sees it. It's just been there since the beginning of time, probably. And this drainage needs to be cleaned out. It needs to be cleaned out and improved. And so I was able to get money from the our, uh, the Board of Supervisors set aside money. And we're working with an engineer. I asked him Tuesday night the status of it. He gave me a status. Anyway, the, the, I'm probably digressing into too many details here. But simply, I want to in, 
clean and improve uh, the drainage of the monster ditch. I did not name it the monster ditch prior. <laughs> minute, that's what it is called, the okay. monster ditch. Of, uh, and so it is a major drainage in Ocean Springs. Now, uh, that's a project that I'm working on, and I don't know how long it's going to take, but we are at least at the engineering stages right now. The uh, next uh, big issue I would uh, want to do and promote, sidewalks. Okay, we, I believe, in a walkable, pedestrian-friendly city. Okay, mm. And uh, if you will notice in Ocean Springs, everybody, including myself, likes to walk, run, jog, bicycle. Mm-hmm. On, our, on East Beach, uh, it is very, very, very unsafe because of the, uh, the, the roadway is narrow. There are no, there's not a sidewalk there, and folks are forced to uh, either run, jog, walk in the street. And, of right. course, they avoid the traffic. But we have a situation there where we have traffic uh, and pedestrians. And I have uh, gotten to a point, and this has been going on for uh, approximately 11 years to build a sidewalk there. 11 years. Uh, the, uh, the city has spent approximately $400,000 in legal fees to uh, address this issue. The state of Mississippi has spent approximately nine hundred thousand, eight seventy-two, but anyway, nine hundred thousand, and that uh, we spent one point three million dollars of taxpayers' money attempting to get this sidewalk built, not including the time that uh, city employees and other people have spent garnering information and taking, uh, uh, giving information files, etc., to the attorneys and and whoever else asked for them. With that background, we're, we're at a point right now, uh, we're at a point that we may be able to, may, may be able to build this sidewalk. The sidewalk will be, uh, the sidewalk will be approximately six feet wide. It will be attached south of the seawall to mm. the seawall. The engineer that has done the design has done a very, substan- a very good job of designing a substantial sidewalk. This is no relationship to anything else, the, the front beach sidewalk or anything. This, and, and the plans are available. Anybody can look at them. Okay. But and anyway, we're working on that. Where can they find the plans at? Uh, give me a call, and I will meet them at City Hall. We'll roll them out. Okay, perfect. So one of the concerns I had about a sidewalk on, on East Beach, well, well really, it's, it's, it's twofold. And, and I suppose there's a quote I heard from uh, Thomas Sowell once, once before, there's there's no solution. There's only trade-offs, right? Correct. So on the one side, literally the one side, you, you have nothing but property. And right. so there's either, the question I had was, well, do you leverage eminent domain and start taking over mm-hmm. that, that area to build a sidewalk? And obviously that, that comes with problems for sure. But also uh, East Beach is not a very, like it's kind of a narrow beach. Correct. And so the concern was, again, the sidewalk situation that's been mm-hmm. built in, in, in Front Beach, my concern was, are we going to take over too much of the beach side, the sand area uh, for, for people to, to enjoy it? But it doesn't sound like that's, that's the case at all. It's going to be a, a, a pretty reasonable six-foot-wide sidewalk. Be a six-foot-wide sidewalk. Uh, there's no eminent, eminent domain involved. Mm-hmm. The, uh, from the sidewalk, excuse me, from the seawall south belongs to the citizens of Ocean Springs, the state of Mississippi. There's okay. no eminent domain involved there. <clears throat> Uh, a six-foot side, uh, side sidewalk, like I said, will occupy some ground. Now, this sidewalk that I propose, and I'm alderman of Ward 4, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, the sidewalk will be in Ward 4 from Halstead to Holcomb. 
And if you'll drive there, there's a substantial amount of sand and things of that sure. nature. And as you said, there's always trade-offs. Yeah. If we didn't put it there, we would have to put it on the north side. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the city also has substantial right-of-way through there, plenty of room. And so we could put it there, but this thing, as I said, has been going on for 11 years, and we've debated and looked at all the options, and we have arrived at the best solution. There's no ideal solution in life. Sure, sure. The best solution is south of the seawall and for a number of reasons. The, the major reason is that the seawall will separate the mothers who are pushing children in, in strollers, the joggers, yeah. et cetera, from people who are driving on East Beach. And we have done substantial work to try to slow folks down. Uh, the society we live in now, everybody's in a hurry. <laughs> and if you put a sign, you put a sign out there that's 25, people are going to drive 35. Right. Uh, so uh, anyway, there are trade-offs, yes, and uh, that seems to be the best solution that we have arrived at now. I think it's a no-brainer. I will. Uh, I propose to argue with anyone or debate with anyone. The, the need or not need of a sidewalk there. And I think you will find that the majority of citizens in Ocean Springs want some form of a sidewalk there. And I'm then, inclined to agree. Yeah. And there's other sidewalk issues in town, too. But uh, Well, if, 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 if we can just kind of park here at East Beach uh, sure. uh, for a moment, and no pun intended for the next question, but how do you address parking on East Beach? Uh, well, East Beach is a residential area. Mm-hmm. Now, now, there again, the area I'm speaking of, Halstead to Holcomb, mm-hmm. all right, there is, uh, and I'm, I have forgotten. Anyway, there's ample right away to the north, mm-hmm. and we're not encouraging people. To, we're not going to pave that or do anything with that. Uh, there's ample parking to the north for folks who want to come down, park their automobile, and mm-hmm. picnic on the beach. They want to park their automobile in the afternoon and watch the sun set. And as of today, there's no big issue with that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, we went to, I think the last time we went to East Beach and kind of uh, enjoyed an evening was whenever they had the alignment. Was it Jupiter and Saturn? Yes. That form of, yeah, Correct. so that was. I was yeah. there. Okay, yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I got my telescope out and, sure. you know, sure. took a... Uh, took an image of it but right this is this uh th- that area belongs to the citizens of ocean mm-hmm. springs yeah and they should be able to enjoy it just like they enjoy freedom field mm-hmm. just like we enjoy any of the ballparks right? sure and it's uh it, it it belongs to the citizens it's not a uh, exclusive area sure or anything of that nature and it's and it's really a hidden gem, honestly. It's really you know, within it's within really, the area we're not we're not attempting to uh, as a matter of fact i i brought an alternate forward two months ago that we will not, pl- and it was voted on and accepted, that we will not uh, do any enhancement down there, if you will. There will be no structures built on East Beach. There won't be any shower heads, uh, uh, whatever you can think. We're, go- we're simply going to build a sidewalk, and that's what we're going to build. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that seems fairly... Really reasonable. Now you mentioned you mentioned uh, other areas in in Ocean Springs where we need to well the sidewalks. Where are you talking about lo- exactly? Long, long range, we have other areas that we should consider building sidewalks, but mm-hmm. that is out there. Like I said, just wrestling with this one East Beach is enough to to occupy your time. But another area, and and I brought it forward, and we're looking at is on Government Street in Ocean Springs. The uh, Anyway, the, the, the design of the uh, sidewalk there is, is uh, less than desirable. In certain areas, they have placed iron 
grates or iron fences. And what that does is on government streets, you've got people driving 35, 45 or more, and you've got three feet away, people trying to walk, jog, etc. And they cannot, they cannot, and I have been there when, when two well, UPS, I'll just say it. I'm not pick, They're good people. UPS went one way and a car was another, and there I was standing probably two or three feet from a UPS truck and locked in against a steel grate fence. Okay, I felt trapped, and I felt nervous, and so do the citizens. Mm. So what I propose to do is, is come back, and uh, in the areas that have the steel grating, all right, we will pipe, we're going to the south, we will pipe that area, fill it up with dirt, put sod and remove, period, permanently, the steel grating so that folks will have, if you want to call it an escape route or something of that nature, or at least they can walk to the very south edge of that concrete. And that's that's in the works as we speak. Okay. Now, I think that – think And that's the sidewalk area that's in your ward near the stadium, right? Correct. You're talking about that area? Yeah. By and large, now there's a small exception, and it doesn't hurt. There's a little area, and it's probably uh, – 10 feet that uh, we can address, but I, the majority of it is in my ward. Okay. If not all of it, with ex- that exception, is in my ward. And like I said, I, I firmly believe that Ocean Springs needs to have a pedestrian, be a pedestrian-friendly city. Sure. And this, that's that's one of the, those are the two things that I'm, I'm involved in right now. Now, we also, in my ward, uh, reduced the speed limit in all residential, in residential areas from uh, 30 to 25 and i have a couple other areas it's more involved than just waving a wand or changing signs sure we went through the steps and there's a couple areas there that still need to be addressed but i like the idea of lowering the speed limit to 25 miles per hour i just uh uh Last night, excuse me, Tuesday night, uh, uh, made a four-way stop on one street, which was dangerous, as well as installed some nice metal posts instead of the typical U-driven. Right, right. I I would just like to see our area progress along those lines uh, Mm -hmm. in attractiveness, safety, and just to the ability of folks like my grandkids or you or anybody to get and enjoy sidewalks and not worrying about and walking and things of that nature without being run over. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Now, lowering the speed limit from 35 down to 25 also provides the opportunity for golf carts to be on the road as well, right? Correct. That's correct. And is that, uh, what are your thoughts on the golf carts within the city? Well, initially, uh, I, I was reluctant, to be honest with you. I was reluctant at first, and I thought about it, and uh, it was going to happen, and it, so we might as well control it and make it work. And now today, uh, I'm glad there are golf carts. Okay. Uh, that The golf carts, as, as long as they are registered with the city, mm-hmm. as long as they meet the rules and requirements of the road, there are certain specifications. Sure. I, I think golf carts are, are appropriate in the city of Ocean Springs on the right streets. Right, right. Mike, uh, Mike Empey was in here, and, and he was uh, telling me kind of a comical story about he was the one non 
you know, the one person who, who voted against it. Sure. And then I guess at the state, they wouldn't, they wouldn't approve it unless it was a unanimous decision on there. So, so he's Correct. like, reluctantly, I had to come back and actually cast a, <laughs> a four vote, a, a yes vote. And I said, uh, I said, well, now, I mean, do you have a golf cart? I think he said he does. So that's, that's obviously ironic, yep. but uh, <laughs> I, I think I stand to be corrected. Uh, I think most of the aldermen and I, I don't have one, but I have, my daughter has one. So we share it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's I, just something cool about driving on the street in a golf cart. It's like being in a buggy. It truly is. On the road, yeah. It truly yeah, is. There's something neat about I, it. I think it's unique in Ocean Springs. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have our problems, and you have problems with anything, automobiles or whatever, but sure. we have a few folks that abuse it. But uh, by and large, I, I think it adds character to the city of Ocean Springs. Right. So here's a question. Uh, you Now, you notice... Like you recognize that walking along the streets that that have the metal grates there that prevent somebody from having an exit strategy, you know, to get out of the way of a vehicle, you know, right. feeling trapped. Uh, it's my opinion that the seatbelts on the golf cart are probably the most dangerous part of the golf cart. Because, and I say that as somebody who's, who's happened to have uh, tipped over a a golf cart when yeah. I was younger and being able to jump out of the golf cart is kind of, is kind of a benefit. <laughs> Probably so Brian. And, and I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that people train to uh, vacate a golf cart by quickly hitting the button and jumping out. You know, they don't do any sort of like, you know, jump, oh, uh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> jump training there, so to speak. Ex- excellent point. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, simply we had to go by the state rules of sure. what travels on the street and, uh, seat belts were one of them. Yeah, but yeah. I never thought about that. I, I, I don't know. Hey, Lord. Uh, anyway, that's that. Uh, if, if that's our biggest issue in life, we're in great shape. Man. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm inclined to agree. So yeah. let's let's move on. Let's take a walk down government here. And okay. you know, you mentioned you wanted Ocean Springs to be a pedestrian city, and I love the idea of that. Sure. And I first started looking into this years ago when I looked at cities who were creating pedestrian only areas. Bikes could be there. People could be there. I think we can modify it and maybe golf carts, but there's a lot of problems with congestion downtown, especially sure. during the entertainment nights. There is. And I don't know if it's been discussed. I don't know how plausible it is, but as a thought experiment, mm-hmm. do you think maybe one of the solutions might be turning go- uh, an area of government, maybe from the Mary Sea on down a part of Washington, making it pedestrian only and maybe, maybe, not just for a, a few days, like uh, maybe Friday through Sunday afternoon, sure. but at all times, with the exception being, you know, which is necessary, getting trucks to supply the businesses right. that are in there. That that has to continue. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a good idea. There's a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. and we have looked at several ideas of turning Government Street into a one-way, making mm-hmm. a loop system uh, on a street uh, well, I think, yeah, before Mary C. And I cannot, we're looking at making Government Street a one way street, mm-hmm. and that would take part of the traffic off of it. We considered that, uh, obviously, and what, what you're mentioning, making it a pedestrian only <clears throat> uh, passageway is possible, too. I think what we would have to do with this is sit down. Let me back up. Uh, the merchants down there like people to be able to pull up in front of their business, go mm-hmm. in and do their business, and, and, uh, and leave. And uh, actually, in our society today, uh, we have ample parking. If you'll notice, there are signs in different places with, uh, for free parking and things of that nature. I, we, and including myself, like to pull up in front of a business, go in and get 
whatever goods and then and leave. And so I don't I think this is something that we should all sit down, the merchants and the citizens, and sit down and talk our way through this and figure out what we're going to do. We have a great, great entertainment center. I think it's the best one on the Mississippi coast. I agree. And I I, I think that uh, we could sit down and surely make it better. Everything can be improved. Right now it's very successful, and I, I would entertain the idea of taking a slow, slow process of looking at it. I don't want to do anything that discourages people from coming in here or in the entertainment center and spending money. Okay. And I, I agree on the traffic issue. Uh, and you can, you can look at the opposite side of the coin too. I understand and most citizens understand it's congested and you just slow down and you weave and dodge and mm-hmm. you get through there. So, uh, there's going to be a give and take to arrive at what is good for the uh, merchants downtown because they, they are the drivers. They're, they're the folks yes. that have their money hung out there, and they are attracting people who come in. And our ad valorem taxes, by the way, are, are very substantial, and they continue to increase. Even during COVID, we thought we were going to take a hit, and we did not. And so we've got we've got a great, great entertainment center, and I'm I would uh, – suggests that we go very, very slowly with any changes there. Sure. And again, no, no, no disagreement there. My concern about a one-way street is that it's going to hurt the businesses. Sure. Because you have to vacate the people probably most likely back to 90. Mm-hmm. And my concern is they get back on 90, probably have to enter again through Martin Luther. Well, that- how, there's some other uh, – there again, it, it gets back into uh, – this is really uh, a very concerned issue of everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. The merchants as well as what we had per- looked at, some of the residential streets that we would bleed the traffic off on. And I, I, I don't have a clear view. Nobody has a clear view answer to this. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, so, there's there's no solution, only yeah, trade offs. That's all. That's yeah. all there is. And, and mm-hmm. like I said, I I am reluctant right now uh, as as one alderman to make any significant changes because we are successful. It is mm-hmm. working, and what we're doing, if you'll think about it, is we're expanding the entertainment zone of ocean springs if you will it's i call porter, it right yes it's moving in a direction of porter okay and uh that that will take a lot of traffic and folks off of uh the government street area and so i i think there are other solutions in t- in uh terms of expanding our entertainment area uh be it porter uh, there's some other areas that are are starting to come up. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the real answer is just to kind of slowly, slowly go through this and expand in the direction of Porter or any other direction. There's some other directions uh, out further on government, et cetera. We've got an area area that will probably be very popular behind Woody's, if you'll think. We're putting a new road in there, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that, will, that, will, that will bring folks to town. I use that auxiliary road as like the primary way to get to Woody's. Okay. Rather than having having to get on ninety, yeah. because I live yeah. down and down down I, that way. So. I would say I, I I do not have an answer uh, for Government Street, and I don't think anybody has an ironclad successful answer to it. It will just take cooperation and discussion amongst all the citizens, uh, merchants, citizens, to arrive at what what we want to do. Right, and and obviously the merchants have to be taken into consideration for, well, I mean for obvious reasons. 
my concern about the congestion is that although we're expanding to Porter, bringing in businesses, likely attracting more people, I feel like the road situation will get to a point of diminishing marginal returns, whereby the businesses themselves exist, but the ability to get to the business is impeded by the congestion problem, meaning that it'll hurt the long-term commerce viability of any additional business coming in. And so essentially, uh, perhaps becoming more competitive uh, within the intermerchant circle there, but... It, it uh, that, that's an excellent point. We're not at that point right now. No, uh, right, right. Uh, and I would say that. But we, we don't want to be at that point and address that, it right. Correct. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. exactly right. Uh, these Brian, these are great great problems to have. I don't address oh, yeah. this. Oh, sure. I don't yeah. address this. this. Our glass is half full, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> our glass is half full. These are yeah, great yeah. problems. Uh, most other cities would love to have the problems we're discussing. Or issues we're discussing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, Ken, so so being being an, an incumbent, you can speak in, intelligently on a number of, of different issues. Okay. So if, if we can move into one, executive session right. has been a popular topic. Exactly. So what is your opinion on executive session? Well, it, it is a necessary function. In the executive session, we only discussed uh, private. Well, let me rephrase. We discussed personnel issues, salaries lawsuits okay all right and any vote when we take votes it is announced at the meeting afterwards so there's no now sure everybody wants to hear us talk about this that or the other and get down in the weeds and talk but uh, that that's a a private part of the conversation that arrives at what are we going to do with this lawsuit what are we going to do with this personnel issue what about salary this salary or that and those those are private executive sessions every city does that Every city that I'm aware of does that. Uh, I've served on two boards prior to serving on this board, Pat Harrison Waterway District, Jackson Mm -hmm. County Utilities, and we always went into executive session about those legal issues and personnel. And that's, uh, that's to, that's to be expected. We're not, we do not go back there and discuss what we're going to do with, uh, with paving a street or what are we going to do about, uh, this tree or that. No, none of that is discussed. That is discussed. And, as a matter of fact, we make it a, a very strong issue when we kind of get off course. So we'll say, hey, hey, let's get back on this. And so, no, executive sessions are a very necessary part of running a city. And if you can imagine, if you didn't have executive session, uh, when we discuss lawsuits, we're already laying our hand out to the opposition. Sure. When, when you did, uh, when uh, an individual has a problem, a citizen, uh, excuse me, an employee has a problem, we shouldn't be discussing that in public. No, you know. No, so the, not at all. these 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 two issues, and I I take issue with anybody that thinks we're secretive. The, this administration uh, installed a device for streaming. You can sit it in the comfort of your home now and watch everything that goes on in mm-hmm. that board meeting. Okay. And so we've been about as transparent as you can be. Mm-hmm. I carry this phone with me. Uh, <laughs> you can call me 24-7 and ask me a question. I have a Facebook page, which, which is hard to keep up with. Uh, so uh, uh, I, I don't know what else you can do. We're as transparent as you can get. Right. And, and I think... I think people maybe don't fully understand what executive session is and, and, and how it, how it actually works. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
maybe you can shed some light on that. I mean, is, is there somebody in the room actively managing the conversation to make sure it doesn't go somewhere? That, yes, okay. our, our city attorney does that. Okay. Uh, she knows the rules, the regs, and uh, mm-hmm. she, Ms. Nicole Sullivan is our city attorney and mm-hmm. very, very apt at keeping us on course. Wonderful. And you know how a group of people get sure we start talking about, well, I'm going fishing tomorrow, you know, sure, whatever. Sure, sure. No, no, we stay on course. Notes are taken and we have a, a individual taking notes and all of that kind of stuff too. So And so are those notes produced no, are, in the meeting uh, uh meeting uh, minutes or anything? No. They're <clears throat> they're they're given out uh the vote that we take is announced after the executive session, whether we vote on doing this, that, or the other in general terms. It didn't go into the details. but Well, would you be willing to shed some light on how executive session played into the Mary C. Uh, controversy? Well, uh, let me back up, back up, Brian. Mary C. is not in my ward. And okay. I was not uh, as fully engaged in it because I was engaged in doing business and taking care of Ward 4. Okay. Now, I did vote, and... Uh, that's a, an, an excellent question. Uh, the Mary C. went on forever uh, with different uh, discussions, and I was uh, a participant in some of the discussions. I would say, and I, I want to say this, I want to say this. The Mary C., the Mary C. belongs to the citizens of Ocean Springs. The city pays for everything there, owns the building, the utilities, keeps it clean, etc. It belongs to the citizens of Ocean Springs. And we decided to put a art and cultural manager there, okay? And that would open it up so that the citizens would have full access to that building. The Mary C., and I will say this, the Mary C. had gotten stale, okay? And what we are proposing to do is move it forward. And when I say forward, we've just hired an art and cultural uh, coordinator. I use the word manager, coordinator, mm-hmm. art and cultural coordinator. Very, uh, very energetic, ample, uh, uh, intelligent young lady, and she'll be starting soon. Our intention is, our intention, and I'll say this to the public in town, is to expand what is offered there. We we need to go in another direct. We need to go in a direction of uh, graphic design, offering classes in uh, glass blowing. Uh, We've had we've had people in town uh, express interest in. Classes and, and, and small uh, courses and tying flies and things, mm-hmm. uh, fishing flies. Sure, sure. Things of that, things of that nature. We need to expand it so it is, it is uh, inclusive for all the city's citizens mm-hmm. of Ocean Springs. And we're going to make the Mary C. will become the art and cultural center of this region. Mm-hmm. The Mary C. will become the art and cultural leader of this region. And I, I firmly believe in going in that direction, and that's that is that is what we're doing. Okay, uh, Melanie Allen uh, talked on here mm-hmm. about her kind of ideas and her vision for the Mary C. And it and it talked about some of that more more specifically. She talked about how she wanted the classes offered at at Mary C. to to even be a destination type of type of situation sure. where, where where people would come in and they would not only learn about just art classes, but, but art that was created and, and inspired by the Gulf coast, things like boat building. Thank uh, you. And, and, Thank and, you. and, and, and somebody, Mel- Melanie is correct. 
Yeah, and and so for me, you know, as a as a woodworker, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of these kind of schools around the country that I've always wanted to to go to. So I can definitely see the allure something where coming for a weekend and then of course you stay oh, yeah. within the area, they can enjoy downtown. Oh, yeah. Those are those out of region dollars coming in. So it, it it definitely I can see the economic impact. Now granted we're talking about the arts and culture, but sure. here's a question for you because I think some of the controversy, the 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 reason the city got involved had to do with well the economics of the Mary C and how it was being run financially. And so I'm curious, is since culture and art is are are so they speak so much to the soul of the city. Right. Is the Mary C a type of institution that it needs it's so important that regardless of whether or not it makes money, it needs to be around and needs mm-hmm. to be funded. Is the Mary C that important to the city? Oh yes, def- definitely. Definitely. Definitely, Brian. It is. Oh, no, the Mary C is the cultural center of Ocean Springs. O- Ocean Springs is <clears throat> an art and cultural center. Excuse me. <clears throat> no, it's fine. Ocean Springs is an art and cultural town. And that's what sets us apart from the rest of the cities. And Mar- the Mary Sea is the heart of it, the center of it. And as I said, our desire is to make this thing bigger and better. And that's what we're going to do. And now, as far as finances, uh, we will do what we we've been doing it. You know, I don't know. I don't have the figures. We've done things like new air conditioning systems, new roofs. We're talking about sealing the exterior of the Mary Sea. We're talking about big bucks to do that. No, the Mary Sea, we're going to make the Mary Sea bigger and better. And as far as finances, uh, I'm trying to think. Anyway, uh, we will put the money into it that we need to. Mm-hmm. I view the Mary Sea just like I view the Highway 57 ballpark or Freedom Field. Mm-hmm. That's an anonymity that we furnish to the citizens. Mm-hmm. And the ballparks don't make money, obviously. Mary Sea does not have to make money. It, it would be nice if it does sure, or pays, sure. but, but that's, uh, that's, not, uh, that's not part of the goal right now. Gotcha. Understood. Well, something else that's important to the city that doesn't really make money, the trees. The sure. trees are very important to, oh, yeah. to the city in, in particular. Right. So what, how, how well did the city do in your opinion? Now, granted, you might be biased because you're, you know, you're, you're part of the city leadership. Right. What does the city do right, and what can we do better as far as managing trees within the city? Okay, what the city does right is we are attempting to protect all the trees on city property, and we do protect all the trees. If I may throw this out, uh, uh, this is a subject that I feel very strongly about. Okay. Uh, these two hands have probably planted twelve to, to 14,000 12 to 14,000 okay. trees. I have that on my tax returns. <laughs> that's pine, but basically pine. That's what you have to do. Sure. Anyway, basically pine trees now, and a lot of oaks and a lot of fruit trees. And so I have, uh, I have a strong feeling toward trees. Okay. Uh, my yard, As a woodworker, I do too. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, back to the city. Okay. So I, I think we have a strong feeling about the tree canopy. I have a strong feeling about the tree canopy in Ocean Springs. That makes our city. People come to our city. Cruising the coast likes to come to Ocean Springs and likes to stay in Ocean Springs. Uh, and by goods and services. Anyway, the cruising likes to come to Ocean Springs because of the canopy, if you will, on Washington Avenue. And so the canopy is very important to us in Ocean Springs. Sure, we have problems. Uh, hurricanes destroy trees, bugs, lightning, etc. Mm-hmm. All right, digressing and going 
and like I said, it's a no-brainer. I, I stand 100% behind taking care of and protecting the trees on city public property. Pi- private property is, is another issue, okay? Now, if you've got a tree at your home that's uh, causing the foundation to rise or crack, if you've got a tree in your yard that the limbs are striking the side of the house, if you've got a tree that's raising your sidewalk, then I, what we'll do is our city uh, building inspector will go out there and he will assess it. And he says, yes, you can cut this tree down or no, you can't. Okay. <clears throat> and he does a good job of doing that. And, and I feel like on, on private property, there's a balance between the needs of the citizen and the rights of the tree or however you want to say that. Sure. And that's got to be balanced. Okay. And that's what we're, we're attempting attempting to do and i have and the individual that we say you cannot cut that tree can appeal it to me or to the alderman and we'll go and i can show you several in town that uh i i I won't receive a vote from that household because i said no you cannot (laughs) cut that tree uh so that's uh that it's a tremendous balancing act the city is not running out here with chainsaws cutting we have we have too many other issues to do besides just we're just cutting trees down, mm-hmm. you know. And there's a big issue about the one at Fort Marpa. Sure, I'm glad you brought have, that up. I have I have been to I've been down there four or five. I think everybody in town has been down there. We've been trying to figure out what in the world to do with it. We've got reports from arborist and and uh, tree trimmers and all that kind of stuff as well as we've just looked at it. And we're this is one of those between a rock and a hard place decisions. We have a fantastic, magnificent old oak tree that's leaning over a playground and a splash pad. In several months, the kids will want it. Very popular. Very popular. A lot of Mm -hmm. kids go down there. My my grandkids do too. So we're faced with a decision of what we're going to do. And we're attempting to figure out uh, if we can trim that tree back enough to make it uh, to to save it and keep it there. And that's, that's the intention and the direction we're attempting to go now. And we're having folks look at it and we've even marked the limbs and you're welcome to, to where I'm trying to think. Anyway, the Arbus suggested we cut those tree, those limbs off to relieve the weight on that tree. Mm, interesting. Okay. Is, is there any possibility that it can be re, you know, kind of, kind of replanted in the ground? I mean, granted, this is this is an impossible question. I I have zero perspective on this. Okay, I yep. should say, but is it possible to drive some large steel uh, device through it and anchor it back to the ground so it can take root we, again? We've had a mechanical engineer look at it, and <laughs> okay. uh, it it would be an astronomical job to put steel beams, and it would detract from everything there. Sure. Plus the, uh, uh, the his question was he didn't know how long the steel beams would last and because of the uh, the soil there is sandy muck. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've looked at, uh, like I said, had a mechanical engineer do a proposal or a suggestion of putting steel beams there. Uh, I don't think there's been any solution that we haven't tried to do. And uh, actually, we're welcome for all. Uh, I know every citizen will have their opinion, and, and we can't pursue 800 opinions. But right. uh, I would welcome any citizen to go down and look, and they will see I believe it's yellow tape uh, wrapped around the limbs on where we propose to propose. We haven't reached a final decision. Propose to uh, trim the limbs back. Well, and and part of the problem that I've been told is that 
you 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 have to make these decisions based on informed people, right? Sure. And it carries with it potential legalities and liabilities. So sure. if it is possible to save the tree, it seems unlikely any arborist or any expert would p- sign their name to a document saying, yes, you can replant it because the future liability that might come yep. with it should they be wrong. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the inevitable thing is that the tree is going to have to come down uh, because – our insurance, along the liability, I didn't bring this up, uh-huh. our insurance company gave us a statement, a letter, black and white, that we were liable for anything that happened, anybody that was injured from that tree. Yeah. And so the city, as we speak right now, if a limb falls off and strikes somebody, uh, I don't know what the, it would be a substantial amount of money to solve to render uh, to, to solve that lawsuit. And so, if you're somebody working for the citizens as well as the city, yeah, you you have to take the perspective of saying, okay, well, we don't want to cost the taxpayers Correct. potentially millions of dollars sure. because of this when we could just pay the th- the few thousands of dollars and have this tree removed and removed mm-hmm. I- any future liability. Sure, of course. So let's say that the plan and you you haven't said this and nobody ha- has said that this sure. is the case let's say that the plan is to remove the tree okay now we we just got done talking about canopies that tree right. provides a canopy to sure. that splash pad in that mm-hmm. in that playground are there discussions about putting some sort of artificial canopy in that area so they can have shade and you know kids not be burned out there no we haven't discussed that part of it. what we have discussed is, is if the tree does come down and we haven't arrived at that okay so if the tree does come down one of the options was to purchase a substantial large oak and plant it uh, somewhere in that vicinity where it would not oh, affect and that that was our our plan and we've uh, frankly looked at the property and we've kind of identified a place we could put a another large oak tree bring mm-hmm. one of these companies in it picks it up and all anyway yeah but uh, no uh, as far as uh, putting a canopy over it we haven't discussed that and that's that's a possibility yeah because I, th- I think that 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 tree does provide that to it does. Uh, kids, kids playing there, oh, and yeah. in the and in July in Mississippi. Oh man, you are thankful for any shade you can oh, get. Oh man, you're right. You're, you're right. Now <laughs> we will make we will make that playground as we've done all playgrounds. We'll spend we'll spend the time and money to make it to make it the way it should be. And Wonderful. We just haven't progressed to that stage yet. You know, we I haven't see. even decided exactly how we're going to work on this tree. Okay. Wonderful. Well, you know. You mentioned the ballparks earlier, and, yep. and, and that's a good segue because, you know, the ballparks can bring in three, four hundred kids in a weekend, right? But the problem is, is that in that same area, where do you go to stay in a hotel? Where do you go right. to eat? Mm-hmm. And that brings up the question of development in East Ocean Springs. So, sure. so what ideas or what, what's your perspective on uh, developing East Ocean Springs as well as potentially annexing area uh, in, in East Ocean Springs okay. all the way up through uh, 57? Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, and I was working for Singing River Electric when the ball field was built, and they approached us through our industrial development department. The city did, mm-hmm. past administrations many years ago, approached us about trying to locate anemones at 57 and I-10. And we, and along with Mississippi Power, substantial industrial development people, uh, it just did not happen. That's something that we... Uh, it's the demand, whatever the word is, it has not happened, okay? And you've got to also realize that the uh, Mississippi tribe of the Choctaw Indians owns a substantial part of that property up there. And uh, that that uh, would has probably slowed it down. Plus, that is a tremendous – that's wetlands. 
most all that is women. Anyway, having said that, uh, private industry would have to decide that they can make a, a investment there and get a return on their money, and they have, haven't been able to say, yes, we can do that by building a hotel or motel or whatever up there. Of course, Dr. Drake built a fine clinic up there, mm-hmm. and that is very nice. And that may spur some development in terms of medical area, like the wool market or the uh, the wool market. I'm trying to think. The wool market exit. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, Highway 90. We put water and sewer. There's water and sewer available on Highway 90. Yeah, that's ready to go. That's ready to go. We've got an apartment project in in progress right now. Right. During our administration, Farm Supply located there. Uh, Tractor Supply. Tractor. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Thank you. Tractor (laughs) Supply. Okay. I go in there. I should remember that. Uh, They've located there. And so I I feel like uh, as things progress, Ocean Springs will move and go to the east. We've got a... uh, Fire department out there, we've got a police department, we've got a civic center, and we just built a new dog park out there. Mm-hmm. So it's growing. Now, as far as annexation, uh, we go to 57. Okay, the city does go to 57. And Gauche yeah. owns the east side. Gauche, that. That's correct. Okay. So that's, that's, that was a, that's where we've, uh, I, prior administration agreed, and I agree with, that uh, 57 would be the dividing line. East of 57 is Goche, west Ocean Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as far as annexation, and I will say this and uh, firmly believe this, that we have to, we have to annex the high school. The high school, of Ocean Springs High School should be annexed, and I think that's what we need to work on. Uh, I personally don't like the idea that we have a high school that's not in the city limits. What about the homes that have popped up behind there? Would you include those those homes well, as part of the annexation? Brian, what we would have to do, and this is this is just conversation right now. Okay? Sure. We have yeah, not yeah. we have not to do an annexation is a tremendous amount of money. You, you first spend a hundred thousand plus to get somebody to study it. Mm-hmm. Then you probably have to go to Jack. You have to go to Jackson and get the legislature to agree. And in a lot of cases, uh, individuals will fight it. They mm-hmm. will say, "I'm a," and that creates uh, uh, annexation is a long, drawn-out process that takes a lot of money. But I think we're willing to do that. I think we need to annex the high school. And how far south we go from there, I, I, th- that's so premature. I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fair enough. So. A lot of a lot of a lot of discussion around East Ocean Springs seems to be centered on. Obviously, if you're going to develop East Ocean Springs, you're going to bring businesses in, sure. businesses in. Right. And I've heard opinions ranging from, well, imagine if we could build up East Ocean Springs as if Dr. Sangani dropped Sangani Boulevard right there. Right mm-hmm. now, me personally, this is Brian speaking. Sure. I'm not in favor of that because with the big businesses and box stores comes sure. all the problems and the right. traffic congestion that exactly. that comes with it. Now, I did have Mike on, and Mike, uh, his, he dropped an exclusive, if you will, that, that the Aldi deal is happening. And so that's what he said. Uh, so it sounds like Aldi's going to be a potential anchor store there. What's your opinion on bringing in large box stores to East Ocean Springs? Uh, within reason, yes. Uh, when I say within reason, as long as it doesn't take away from our – 
our entertainment center and the small shops downtown, as long as it doesn't take away from existing businesses. When Dixie's a great example, okay. Mm-hmm. Rouse's is a great example. As long as it doesn't uh, cause us to close some existing businesses, I, I'm good with it. Uh, Audi obviously has done their homework, obviously understands the market, obviously understands they can uh, do some things and, and, I don't want to use the greedy word, but make money, okay? And so well, that's, let's face it, it's a business. That, that's, that's exactly yeah. correct. And so I, th- I think within reason, that's what we need to do on the east end of town. I have no solutions. The east end of town will never look like government in Washington, in my right. opinion. So right. uh, I, I, think that, I think it's a holistic view. We help our downtown area. We help the small merchants grow. And I think at the same time, folks. Got to throw a bone to the big businesses. People want, uh, when Audi first announced, my wife, and this was uh, three three years ago, my wife and I were on a vacation at an airport in New York, sat down next to a guy, started talking to him. He understood where I was from, and he talked about Audi. So if Audi is a, uh, people want it. So I don't, uh, anyway. Getting off the subject here, but uh, no, I, I, no, think, I, I think it's, uh, East Ocean Springs will grow. That's the direction we need to grow. We've got the infrastructure out there. And as far as the uh, uh, weaving and dodging, uh, it is a tough challenge to develop an area and say you're only going to have certain businesses there. You're only going to have fluffy-type businesses. You're only going to have... And I apologize. Well, fluffy and, you know, feel-good business, you cannot do that. The city and its citizens need Walmart. Good, well, goods and services. They the, do. The, the they, point really is, do. Yeah. they really do. And goods mm-hmm. and services want to be on a main uh, thoroughfare. And so the, what we need to do on that out there is develop it with a, a great appearance. We need to force the highway department, MDOT, mm-hmm. there, uh, when they widen Highway 90, which they're proposing to do it, uh, from Martin Luther King to 57, I think we will should insist that we have a pedestrian pathway, a bike pathway, and it should be landscaped. I think these are these are the real directions we need to go. As far as controlling who builds out there, that's a tough nut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you willing to say how many Dollar Generals you're going to allow in East Ocean Springs? Dollar Generals. <laughs> <laughs> what a successful business. These guys are fantastic. They know what they're doing. I don't know uh, this, but certain cities actually put in ordin- ordinances that dollar-type stores, those Dollar General, Dollar mm-hmm. Tree, they're family dollar, they're, they're not allowed to have X amount within a certain mileage of them. I'm not familiar. They can, I, I'm not familiar. They can with pop that. up quite a bit. Yeah, and yeah. and it's my understanding that there's not just the one that's on 90 that's that's going up. There's another one. Uh, I won't say where in Ocean Springs, but there's another one going up. Um, so they seem to be uh, really really taking root in Ocean Springs. Yeah, I'm only familiar with the one on 90. I don't know of another one being built or constructed. I know there's been some feelers about building another one. Yeah, and. Uh, I grew up at a time where there were mom-and-pop grocery stores down the street. Sure. Nobody complained. <clears throat> mom-and-pop grocery stores down the street, small shops here and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I view the Dollar General, if it's done tastefully, as just another mom-and-pop. My wife and I almost weekly go to the Dollar General on Government Street and, and get a 
gallon of milk or some small items. Well, they definitely have an allure. I mean, if if they they keep popping up and, and frankly, they're, they're the primary competitors with Walmart. Those, those dollar convenience type type stores. I want to say while we're talking about dollar general, the, uh, the one that's being constructed on Highway 90 near the foot of the bridge is uh, going to be an attractive building. It already looks we, great. We looked at the elevation. They worked with us. It's going. It's going. It, as Dollar General goes, it will have dormers on the top, and uh, the appearance will will look right nice. You know, I would. I asked Robert Blackman if I could get a, a picture of the of the image of the rendering. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is that something I can I can go up to yes, City Hall and get it? Uh, uh, I think it's, yes, that's where I have seen it. I assume it's there, and I assume you can take a picture. Uh, if you will go to City Hall and talk to Carolyn Martin, should okay. either Carolyn Martin or Daryl Stringfellow, uh, it's there. It's there, and I, I don't, uh, if you have problems get it, getting it, let me know. Okay, yeah, for I'll sure, because I think that would be, that would be helpful. Again, yeah. I think Dollar General gets an, gets an unfair rap, honestly. Uh I think you would probably agree with that, but you know, people are, are looking at them popping up everywhere and, you know, I don't know, getting, getting worried about it, but I think it would put, I think they're worried about the over commercialization of their small town that they love and, and, sure. and care about and, sure. and perhaps seeing the rendering. Cause I've been told by everybody that's, that was involved mm-hmm. in that sort of process in that acquisition and building process that they, uh, Dollar General, you know, came and delivered a very beautiful building. Oh, so. they did. They did. That, uh, you know, the, the, the talk around town uh, is off base. It's going to be a nice, good product. Uh, either that or there was nothing going to be there, and it would just sit as an empty lot, and mm-hmm. that's not a viable issue. Sure, sure. And, so. and that makes sense to me. Absolutely. Okay. Well, moving back to your ward, if we can. Sure. Now, you had two other uh, – on your on your Facebook page, on your on your pamphlet, there were there were two other things I wanted to ask you about. Sure. One of them was the Research Lab boat launch. <clears throat> sure. And you wanted to so right now that's that's owned, operated, maintained by the uh, USM Research Lab. Correct. Right. And you want to make it public access. Sure. They how and why? Okay. Years ago, they allowed they allowed uh, the citizens to use their boat launch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that worked out very nicely. In our town, most everybody has a boat or access to one or mm-hmm. wants to do that. And at times in the city, you cannot build we, You build them and they'll come, okay? And we cannot build enough boat launches to satisfy. <laughs> so uh, years ago, the uh, USM agreed to allow citizens to use the boat launch at uh, the research lab at the end of East Beach, Okay. It can uh, one of the storms and I cannot remember which one damaged it pretty badly. Okay, and so part of their plan was to redo that and also redo part of the, that area there, buildings and things of that nature. And so that's what I want to do is reinitiate that agreement with USM mm-hmm. to allow citizens to put their boat over there. And that's that's uh, that's something I think would be an asset to Ocean Springs. I, I think, as I said, everybody has a boat, and I think it would uh, it would be a nice place for folks, frankly, in that area of East Beach, to launch their boat and, and go fishing, bait, boating, whatever. Well, you know, the the boat launches is one thing, but mm-hmm. the uh, I think the bigger issue is the parking of the boat while the boat's in the water. Sure, you know, if if that's you already we yeah, okay. 
Yeah, no, no, well, no. There, no, there, there is an area there that we propose to do that. Okay. 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 And uh, sure, like I said, uh, they, you build it and they'll come, but uh, we'll have a limited amount of parking there. And Naturally. I have not seen the plans. I'm just We're just working with USM. They're very mm-hmm. cooperative, and they want to go in this direction. And uh, they may have the money by now to do it. I don't know. But we've been working with them. I've been working on and off with them for the last almost four years to get that uh, boat launch repaired and opened up to the public. Okay, gotcha. Well, and then the next one I was going to ask you would be uh, street side uh, debris pickup. Sure. Now it's 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 my understanding that the deal with uh, Waste Pro has already been worked out. So how yeah. do you increase the the pickup uh, okay. when a deal's already been? worked out okay brian uh my statement on my push card if you will is uh street side debris pickup uh-huh. maybe i wasn't you cannot be very descriptive on push cards you just have to put them oh up. yeah okay. it's limited yeah uh waste pro does an excellent job of picking up garbage in the city of ocean springs have no problems with them they texted me this week said because of the cold weather they're going to be running late in this certain mm-hmm. area i mean so they keep you up to date up to speed they're good people all right Debris. When I said debris, street side debris pickup. I'm I'm talking in terms of the limbs, the leaves, construction material, uh, things of this nature that people throw out beside the street. Okay. And so it, that's not Waste Pro that that picks no, that up. No. Okay. Waste, the city of Ocean Springs does. Waste Pro picks up our garbage, if you will, household garbage. Okay, and recyclables. The city picks up the debris. When I use the word debris, I mean limbs and leaves and boards and whatever else. And mattresses. And, and <laughs> uh, Yes, yes. I, uh, this issue is going to take some work, okay? I, I, uh, I do not like this issue mm-hmm. because I don't think we uh, – What the reason I make this statement is that as soon as we clean a street up, it's not a day later, an hour later. Somebody's already throwing something else out there. You cannot, and so we have got to probably figure out slowly how to educate our citizens as to what they can put out there and when they can put it out there. And we've attempted to do that, and it's been out. But anyway, uh, to address the debris that's being picked up now, we have three trucks and three crews. Now, two of the trucks are old trucks, and one of them's a new truck. And I propose, and these are not uh, cheap pieces of equipment. No, not, not at all. boom hydraulic trucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I propose at some point in time we somehow replace the two old trucks with money, obviously, uh, replace them mm-hmm. and find the money to do that. And somehow educate our citizens on certain items you cannot throw out. Uh, evidently, there's been a sale on mattresses in Ocean Springs. <laughs> Because as soon as they go down, I came here this morning and somebody had already thrown, and I'm not going to mention where, two mattresses beside the road. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find that egregious. I, I, I find that uh, we, we offer at, at Pine Street their dumpsters, and there's area there. Just carry it down there and throw it out there, okay? If your contractor is working at your house, why does he throw the debris, sheetrock and stuff, on the street mm. and it sits there? I, I, I question those moves. Why does somebody take an old commode and put it on the side of the road there? Why, don't, why doesn't this stuff go? You're hitting a nerve with me because <laughs> I really think Ocean Springs is a great, clean, attractive city. But we've got a little problem here with, 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 with some of the stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. And some of the contractors are guilty, too, mm-hmm. especially after uh, Zeta. A lot of the tree trimming people, roofing people, just throw it on the street. And uh, 
By the way, <clears throat> I must say that the city of Ocean Springs did an A number one top of the line job. After Zeta, we had a group in here. Matter of fact, we met on a Saturday, Sunday at City mm-hmm. Hall, contracted with some folks, and said, We want you to start Monday. And they did. And the, Ocean Springs was the first city on the coast to get clean. You can drive in other parts of the county, and I don't want to mention names, or other counties. There's still debris. We cleaned up the first hall. We cleaned it up very quickly. I, I would say it was done within two weeks, which is fast. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Ocean Springs did a banner job of, of, uh, of, of cleaning up. Yeah, uh, yeah. What happened after that was then the small, then the, uh, the folks that decided because they were off from work or whatever, they decided they would clean their garage out, the utility room, sure. decided they'd cut some tree limbs, tear a fence down, and then that started popping up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that, that was not under the contract of the big contract. That fall, fell back onto the city. Mm. And so we have an issue. This, we as citizens have an issue on how we're going to address this. Are three all, trucks all, really enough <clears throat> for that job? Probably not. But okay. uh, like I said, when you're looking, <clears throat> when you're looking at the cost, which we pinch pennies and we're fiscally responsible, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's probably not. It's probably not. So what uh, what we probably need to do is take a look at this issue. We're we're talking about trucks that are probably two or three hundred thousand a piece. Then you put two men on them. And you've got to you've got to pay them a salary. Yeah, you've got to uh, give them benefits and uh, it, it it whatever. I probably just in general terms. I'm not an HR person. You're probably going to spend sixty or seventy thousand at the whole package per man mm-hmm. or woman. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not a cheap proposition. So I think it's something that we need to work at and get citizens' input. I, I need to say all the answers do not come from city hall. All the answers do not come from City Hall. They come from our citizens right. and what they want to do. And this is an issue that I would like, whether I was an alderman or a man on the street, I would love to see us arrive at a solution uh, of, of the debris side pickup, our debris, debris pickup, period. Yeah, I, I know that there, there are some things that people don't realize that you can't throw out. Like uh, we were talking before this, and you'd mentioned – people that replace panels in their fence you know the treated wood is hazardous material you can't throw it in into the regular trash and that's probably one that a lot of people do not realize you know well they should realize that because we put it on on our web page and uh, we attempt to tell people that you cannot uh, throw out uh, treated material mm-hmm. you cannot throw out tires i see tires beside the, i saw two tires left I'm getting kind of emotional on this issue because this this <laughs> is right. something that we all need to address in the city of Ocean City of Ocean Springs is what we're going to do about people throwing stuff out beside the road. Well, let me speak, and and you you don't have to say whether or not you you agree with it or not. But when I see this, to me, it's a habit born out of laziness to some degree. That's that's Brian's opinion. That's Brian's opinion. Right. Okay, uh, whether it be laziness that you don't want to take it to the appropriate spot. Or, like, there's, I don't, I've never run into this issue here, but I've, I've lived in cities where if you have a certain amount of hazardous material, somebody will come by and grab it for mm-hmm. you. Things like oil and stuff you can take to any, sure. any auto parts store, and there's mm-hmm. a, you know, there's a sump in the back that, that you can dump it in. Uh, but just even laziness, not willing to figure out how to properly dispose of it. Sure. You know, throwing batteries away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that you really shouldn't do. No, that- there's... 
there's a lot of that. And, and so I can, I can understand why you might be frustrated because it, again, it's just, it's a bit of a personal responsibility thing that, that I see like, it, this is your trash. This is your sure. problem. So deal exactly. with it appropriately. Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. I, I, uh, yeah, it's, that's a uh, excellent point. I think we all need to come together and have an understanding of what you can and cannot put on the street. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some options that we could uh, work where the city, maybe it does pick up, I hope we don't because of the expense of hazardous material and where we have to take it and what we're charged to dump it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I, I think we could work our way through this mm-hmm. with uh, with public input, meetings and things of that nature and let folks know uh, what what's expected and what can be done. And I, I do understand that uh, we probably have some uh, we probably have some elderly citizens who can't uh, bring it anywhere or do anything. Well, that makes perfect but, sense, but yeah. We, we can weave and dodge and work with this. Mm-hmm. But this random just throwing stuff out and then expecting the city to immediately an hour later pick it up is is not a practical solution. No. No, it's I, it's it's not, um, in my opinion, it's not a very intelligent way to solve, solve, the, solve the problem. But sure. uh, I got one more question for sure. you. Sure, sure. And it's a, it's a big one. Got a lot of questions about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a hard hitting question. You ready? I'm ready. I need to know what your opinion is of having Chick Fil A in Ocean Springs. Well, I haven't seen them uh, do anything. Uh, Chick Fil A. The people okay. need Chick Fil A, Ken. I'm good like, with Chick Fil A. It needs to be like... part of your your, your platform. <laughs> you know, the people want it. They need it. You know. Oh Lord. They need God's chicken in this well, in this city. Uh, well, they do. They do. And I can mention a few places that I'm not that I love to go eat fried chicken. Right. <laughs> well, I, you, well, well. We also have to do it responsibly. Like, uh, like we can't affect hearts. I know. You it. know, hearts uh, is an establishment. Thank you. you thank know. you. We yeah. cannot affect them for sure. <laughs> now, my wife, my wife, uh, Lord have mercy. I love fried speckled trout, and, okay. and my wife just refuses to cook it for me because of the cholesterol. She doesn't. <laughs> she will not fry chicken anymore. So I have to sneak out to these places occasionally. <laughs> hey, look! Don't expose yourself here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she might be listening. I don't want to get a call. <laughs> uh, I, I hope they locate here. Right. I, I don't have any specific information mm-hmm. on them. I don't know someone may, but I don't. Oh, I hope they do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And uh, again, that's 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 just a light note to uh, to to end on. But it, it's actually, yeah. I've gotten a number of people messaging me like, uh, "Are we going to get a, a Chick Fil A?" Like, sure. You know, I expected to get a question about a number of things, but yeah. not Chick Fil A. But that's been a pretty consistent one. It's up there. It might as well as be as important as as, when as the I Mary saw C. That, when I saw that, Brian, I said, "What in the world?" Oh yeah. The, you know? so, so for those who don't know, everyone that comes on, I send a list of the things yeah, that yeah, I know that. Yeah. I thought I thought there was some kind on. of trap I was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. Anyway, anyway. Well, Ken, where can where can people learn more about you? Well, uh, I have a, uh, obviously uh, I'm available everywhere. My number, I, I pass out cards. Uh, you can call me. Okay. Use my cell phone. Okay. I have a Facebook page. Uh, I live at one two three Waters Edge, Ocean Springs. Uh, I'm about as available. As you can get, I think, uh, if if you forget all of that stuff, call well, City Hall. They'll give you my number. Well, you're refusing Come. to be retired, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this That is true. <laughs> that is true. And and my dog doesn't bite, so when you come by the house, she'll just bark. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. Yeah. A little alarm system for you. So you I'll put I'll put all that information on, on the website, on the post, uh, so, so people can, can find it as well. Sure. Um, any uh, Any closing remarks? 
Well, uh, I, I would simply like to say that I think that the folks of Ocean Springs know me. They know my wife. They know my family. Uh, they know my convictions and uh, my commitment to the city of Ocean Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm going to go forward and uh, obviously operate this campaign as I always have and simply talking to people. It will be above board, no mudslinging. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the assets that uh, I bring to this community is because of my maturity and my life experiences is I bring – a cooperative attitude towards solving our citizens' problems, mm. and that's that's uh, I'm, I'm steady and calm, and so I, I that's how I present myself, and that's how I operate. Okay, but to, makes sense. You know. Well, Ken, I've I've enjoyed sitting down and, and well, talking you, with you, and uh, I, I I love your perspective and and your ideas, and um, as I say at the end of all of these, uh, it's the citizens benefit when when they have such a diverse talented pool of people to pick from Correct. to represent them. I'm happy to, to say that you're certainly one of one of the members of that sort of fraternity of Thank talent you. that's that's Thank running and, and wishing to do well for the city. And uh, I appreciate you coming by and talking to me, and I Great. wish you the best of luck on your campaign. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Ken. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Okay. That's it. Good. To- Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I certainly did. And if you want to follow uh, more and hear more, you can check us out on any of the major podcasting platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, everything. You can also follow us on social media. I've got a YouTube channel, so search for Shop and Chivalry. Subscribe there. We also have Instagram. Just look for Shop and Chivalry. Twitter at Shop and Chivalry and Facebook.com slash Shop and Chivalry. You can also shoot us an email at administration at Shop and Chivalry if you'd like to be on the show or suggest somebody or give more direct feedback. You can also find that link on our website, shopandchivalry.com, where I have all my ramblings about the show, what the show means to me, that that particular episode. I've got a blog, other media on there as well, as well as embedded players. So you can play the shows and the videos for those that that have video as well. So uh, again, thank you for all the love. I appreciate all the feedback. It's been wonderful. I'm having a great time. And uh, yeah, much love. All right. See you.